It's time for another installment of Talking Bulls, Bulls fans. On this episode, we're going to talk about the biggest debate in NBA basketball right now. Who's the GOAT, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? We'll be right back, right after this. You ain't going to get it any real anywhere else. Talking Bulls Podcast. Join the new hottest flavor in podcasting. Join us. Follow us at TalkingBulls82 on Twitter. We're back here on Talking Bulls, Bulls fans. And, you know, I'm going to dive right in uh, in a little bit on the LeBron James-Michael Jordan debate, which has been catching fire all over the internet everybody's talking about it um but first um billy donovan billy donovan let go four assistants with the chicago bulls um and i like the move i like the the direction that the Bulls are headed in um i even said that when we had uh jim boylan on board you know and we brought in uh connor silvers you know, that we can't have any dead weight. You know, when you come in and you want to make build a new project and you want to have a, a different direction, you can't bring in any of the bad apples. This project that Connor Sovis is building is something new, and we can't bring in anybody here that has been losing and has been part of the losing project. We got to move forward. And, you know, everybody that are here, including, you know, them replacing the medical staff, which I also think was a good job. Um, so many different players we had in Bulls uniforms that suffered injuries. And you look at organizations like the Phoenix Suns who were able to revitalize players' careers, and I'm sitting here wondering why we weren't able to do that with most of our players. We seem, seem to be a, a organization that had an injury-prone history when it comes to players. And I felt like getting rid of the medical staff was also a good move. So hopefully with all of these moves that we made, you know, plus bringing in Connor Sovis and a better coach in Billy Donovan, combined with the draft pick that we have and the talent that we have, I'd say that the Bulls are headed in the right direction. Now, will they? Only time will tell when the season starts back up in December, which I'll be sparking season two. And... I'm looking really I'm really looking forward to season two and having that season because we'll have more to talk about. Now let's dive right into what this podcast is really about. <clears throat> I never really had a chance to discuss this on a podcast in its full detail before. I've only talked about it on Facebook and most social media sites, but never had a chance to do a podcast on it. Who's better, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? For me, it's an easy answer. Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. And, you know, I know there's been a lot of good players because I haven't seen a lot of players in my in, in their proms like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. But I did see highlights of them, and I do know most of their numbers. And I, I don't know any player that in NBA history that has been as dominant as Michael Jordan, other than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with the Skyhook. But in the common day, Michael Jordan is the only one I've never seen lose. 
when he started winning championships. And I'm not talking about the years leading up to his learning phase. And I'm talking about when he became a champion and he learned how to win, it was hard to beat Michael Jordan. And, you know, I have a lot of critics that when I say that, well, you can't not count the late years that he lost. What about the year that he lost to Boston and he got swept? If you name any NBA player that has ever entered the NBA, every single player has had their learning phase and has lost at some point in their careers. Nobody is undefeated that ever played in the NBA. Everybody has lost. But when you've passed that, that barrier and you got past your toughest obstacles, for Michael Jordan was the bad boy Pistons, he owned the league. And nobody can't tell me anything different. He retired and went to play baseball and came back was rusty. Only had a half a season to prepare and got knocked off by Orlando. And then he came back the next year and sweeps that same Orlando team with Shaq on it. And I emphasize Shaq on it because some of the things that... And Michael Jordan has been getting a, a very much disrespected by most of these people on online who are mostly young kids that never seen MJ play. And some of the things that I've heard, you know, Michael Jordan never played against anybody and his competition was weak. And one of the guys that I spoke to online on YouTube and another guy on Facebook, because there's a lot of critics everywhere, a lot of LeBron sexuals everywhere. And one of the guys said, well, uh, Michael Jordan never played against anybody. And I listed a bunch of players that both Michael Jordan and LeBron James played against. Kobe Bryant played in Michael Jordan's era and played in LeBron James' era. Michael Jordan took part in more than Kobe Bryant. So by saying Michael Jordan never played against anybody, are we calling Kobe Bryant nobody? Shaquille O'Neal played in Michael Jordan's era. Michael Jordan not only played against Shaquille O'Neal, he beat Shaquille O'Neal in Orlando. Are we calling Shaquille O'Neal nobody? Charles Barkley. Are we calling Charles Barkley nobody? One of the greatest forwards in NBA history. The man that won the 1993 NBA Most Valuable Player Award. Are we calling him nobody? Are we really calling Charles Barkley nobody? How about Allen Iverson? Played in Michael Jordan's era. How about Tim Duncan? Played in Michael Jordan's era. Most of these guys played against LeBron James in his era as well. Vince Carter. Tracy McGrady. The list goes on and on. I can name more and more players that played in LeBron's era and Michael Jordan's era. Kevin Garnett. Paul Pierce. Ray Allen. We're calling all of these guys nobody. I just It just seems to, to me that most of these LeBron supporters are desperate to get a one over MJ and say that Michael, uh, LeBron James is the greatest. And, 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 I, and I agree. My, LeBron is a great player. I never said he was a bad player. I just said he wasn't a GOAT. That's been my only argument since this whole debate has started is that it's impossible for him to be the greatest player to ever play when he has losses, when he's jumped teams to get these rings that he has. If he didn't jump teams, he wouldn't have these rings. And then you have people say, oh, well, 
Michael Jordan never won anything without Scottie Pippen. That's true. But see, the difference in that is that Jordan didn't leave his Bulls to go team with Scottie Pippen on the Bulls. He, he was already on the Bulls. He didn't say, oh, let me go team with Scottie Pippen and, uh, or Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway in Orlando when they beat him. He didn't say, oh, let me go find out if I could go play with Charles Barkley, a man that hasn't had a real center in his whole entire career. Why did Michael Jordan say, oh, let me go team with Hakeem Olajuwon in Houston? Scottie Pippen was the one that did that. So we, we really overlook Michael Jordan and the things that he's done. Michael Jordan made the Bulls. I don't care what nobody says. They could say well, whoever he played with or he played with Dennis Rodman. He won three straight without Dennis Rodman, the first three-peat. Oh, he, Steve Kerr hit the shot for him. Yeah, well, in 1998, Michael Jordan hit the game-winning basket to give the Bulls their sixth title. So that debunks you trying to say that he couldn't hit a game-winning shot on his own. He needed Steve Kerr. Any single thing that you can come up with, Michael Jordan has done it all. Ten scoring titles to LeBron's one. Six finals MVPs, LeBron four. Nine-time all defense, LeBron six. These, this thing averages more playoff points than LeBron. Averages more all-time points than LeBron. And I keep on emphasizing because people think when you're making case against LeBron, you're hating against the man. No, LeBron is a great player. And I felt like he let, he ruined his own legacy when he started moving around and dodging his, his, his mistakes, dodging his faults, dodging his opponents. Boston beat him in 2009. What did he do? He ran and go form the team with Miami. Michael Jordan lost to the Detroit Pistons, the bad boy Pistons, back-to-back -back years. Did he get mad and say, oh, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go throw my team to beat Detroit? No, he stayed on the Bulls, went in the gym, got stronger, and figured out a way how to beat Detroit. And these are facts here. These are not things that I'm just forming an opinion against LeBron. These are actually things that actually happen. You say you're the GOAT, but when you get challenged, you get scared and you go jump and go try to grab onto other stars and, and afraid to take on challenges on your own. And that's what I see. In these finals, Anthony Davis had to guard his man. There's reports that Anthony Davis actually went to LeBron and said, you've been taking on a lot. I'm going to guard Jimmy Butler for you. Now, there's no problem with that in a normal world, but we're talking about when you're trying to chase Michael Jordan, you're trying to say you're the greatest of all time. You don't let nobody guard your man. I'm sorry. You just don't let nobody else guard your man and take on that responsibility. You're LeBron James. You brought AD there. You're the leader of the team. You take on your own challenges. You shut down Jimmy Butler. That's just the way it's done if you're trying to be the GOAT. If you're trying to be the greatest of all time, that's what you got to do. Now, it's nothing wrong with it if you're just trying to be a good player. But if you're trying to be the best and be better than the best that ever played, Bill Russell, 11 NBA titles, was a defensive juggernaut. 
And I've never been able to say that LeBron was a defensive juggernaut, even though he has six-time all defense. But I'm not going to say he's a defensive juggernaut. There's a players out there that have done things that LeBron has never done, and we're trying to say that he's the greatest to ever play. But in my opinion, LeBron ruined his own legacy when he kept trying to form a team and trying to find other All-Stars to play with. That's just not the era I grew up in. There's one star per team, and every single player just took on any challenges that came their way. And if they didn't win and they weren't able to win, they were able to live with that. They didn't go run and go form super teams. And, you know, as far as the stats, LeBron leading um, more and, and, and playoff points and, you know, uh, more minutes played in the playoffs, that's, that's self-explanatory. He's played longer than Michael Jordan. And he stays in most of these games late in stat pads, which is not a bad thing. I'm not trying to talk down. I'm just trying to explain why he has more stats than Michael Jordan, who retired three times from the NBA. And they say 15 seasons he played in the NBA. He didn't play all those 15 seasons. And when he did play, he played all 82 games. He didn't take off like LeBron. And it sounds like I'm taking a shot at LeBron because these are things that his his followers do not bring up. They leave out these things. And the most idiotic thing that I ever seen them say or heard heard them say actually cuz I never seen these people. I talked to them through social media. Is all oh, LeBron has 10 trips to the NBA finals. So they just gloss over the fact that he only won Four of those ten. Just the simple fact that he went, that's more powerful than going six for six in the finals and being undefeated. This is the days where we're in a soft era when people give credit to Eastern Conference Finals or Eastern Conference champions instead of NBA titles. Nobody's jumping up. Even in today's era, I don't see it jumping up. Oh, we were the Eastern Conference champions. We were the Western Conference champions, especially if they didn't win the championship. The ultimate goal is to win the NBA title. And all my years in it, watching the NBA, covering it, talking about it, I've never heard any team or any player adamantly excited that they won the Western Conference or Eastern Conference championship. It was always about the NBA title. But somehow for LeBron fans, Eastern Conference Championship is this big deal. I guess that's how you choke or cover up choking against the Dallas Mavericks. Cover up LeBron choking against the Mavericks. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this debate. I ain't done yet. We're going to come back right after this. Hey, Bulls fans. Help us build our fan base for Talking Bulls. Follow us at Twitter, at TalkingBulls82. Come join us in building this new atmosphere at Talking Bulls Podcast.
How do you feel about the Bulls? How would you like to be on our show, Talking Bulls, and give your thoughts on the team? Send us your emails at talkingbulls82 at gmail.com. Send us your requests. We'd be glad to hear from you. Step into the Red Target, known as the Bullseye Facebook group, consisting of 2,200 loyal fans, loyal, passionate fans that really care about the Bulls. Watch us post the most up-to-date information on the team, team news, trades, injuries, and all related Bulls content. Join us on the Bullseye Facebook group. We're back on Talking Bulls. Now, in the 98 finals, Michael Jordan averaged 33 points, had four rebounds, and averaged two assists. In this year's finals, LeBron James averaged 29 points, 11 rebounds, and eight No, I'm sorry, 11 assists and eight rebounds. Now you can see by these two numbers that Michael Jordan was also was was very uh, much the pr- premier scorer. Obviously, more than LeBron, LeBron was is more of a, a facilitator, and um, that's what this generation's values. They value stat pattern. Um, player that can stat pad and that can get assists and that can get all these bloviated numbers is more valued over somebody that has lesser numbers than they do, even though he hasn't come through in a clutch and he hasn't hit the game-winning shot to to get his team to victory. I don't know about you guys, man. It bothered me to see Anthony Davis do all the work in that finals and LeBron got all the, all the credit. I mean, Anthony Davis hit the game-winner against Denver. You know, they put L.A. up in that series. I believe it was 3-1 to one or 3-2. to two. And then he comes to the finals and hits a game-winning three to put the Lakers up 3-1. And then he shuts down Jimmy Butler. I mean, and then he gets no credit. You know, we have people like Nick Wright saying it's impossible that AD can be the MVP. I don't think it's impossible, man. I think this is the guy that got the Lakers to the to the daggone playoffs, period. I mean, I mean this is... This is no lie. I mean, the, the Lakers didn't even make the, final, the the playoffs last year without Anthony Davis. But for somehow that that goes unnoticed, it gets swept under the rug. You know, more LeBron protecting. Maybe we don't put things into perspective when it's LeBron. But look, MJ, and they mentioned his loss to Orlando. They mentioned everything on MJ. There's no hiding nothing that MJ did wrong. See, my thing at the end of the day is this. These two players are great. Why are we even comparing them? That's my thing. They don't play the same position. They're not the same type of player. LeBron James is more of a facilitator, a team guy that's going to make the right play. Doesn't take the last shot. Not too much of a good of a free throw shooter. And Michael Jordan is just the complete opposite. Michael Jordan is going to take that last shot that LeBron didn't take at the end of game five when they hit, when the Lakers were down one point and he had the game winning shot in his grasp. Michael Jordan would have relished for that. Not to say that what LeBron did is wrong, but if we're trying to call him the GOAT, 
Goats would have took that shot and finished the game and put the knife into the other team's heart. They're not going to give them any hope. You know, and that's just the type of player that Michael Jordan was. And I'm not going to sit up here and act like Michael Jordan never lost because he's lost as well and he's blown opportunities. But he would have had the guts to take that shot at the end of game five. I could tell you that for sure about Michael Jordan. I've seen Michael Jordan playing his prime and I've seen LeBron playing his prime. And I could tell you a lot about Michael Jordan's demeanor that you guys probably already noticed in the last dance. This guy was a killer, man. He ate people for breakfast. And if you were dead, said anything about him, you would go out there and drop 50 or 60 on your head. He took things personal, you know, and he was a bully. You know, off the court and on the court. He was a relentless trash talker. And he was the ultimate competitor. i just never seen anybody match that. You know, sure, you can go out there and get stats and the most assists and all of this, but stats don't show everything, man. It definitely don't show the demeanor of a player. You know, and that's all I have to say about that. You know, we have a lot of fans out here that never seen Michael Jordan play and don't value his legacy. According to them, they were, he was a nobody. I would like to congratulate LeBron on his fourth ring. I don't hate LeBron. I'm not a hater. I just like to keep things into perspective, and I think people today live in the moment. And to the people that grew up in the 90s and 80s and saying LeBron is better than Michael Jordan, you need to be ashamed of yourself because you're lying through your teeth. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say Michael Jordan was the greatest guy. He had the best personality. He was he was he loved everybody and everybody loved him. I'm not going to sit, sit up here and, and sing Kumbaya and act like Michael Jordan was something different. Because like I said, most of you seen who he was in the last dance. But that doesn't mean just because he was a bad person and people didn't like him that we should lie on his legacy and say he wasn't this and he wasn't that and we should gloss over things that he did there's a lot of legends that played in the 90s and 80s that don't have a ring because of this man and we're sitting up here lying through our teeth and saying that he lacked perfection and he this and he that and he lost and there's us and such and we're trying to find every way to put a black mark on somebody that was perfect and by perfect I don't mean Perfect in every way that he never made a mistake. I mean, perfect as in this guy was a winner. The best winner that I ever witnessed. When we come back, we're going to end the LeBron debate. And I'm going to go into talking about our current bulls. We'll be back right after this. Follow all the action and update info on the bulls on the new and latest podcast, Talking Bulls. Subscribe to the pod. How would you like to be a part of our show? How would you like to be listening to our show as we cover every game, all the action, all the updates, and every single trade regarding the team? Join and subscribe to the pod. We're back on Talking Bulls. Um... One of the things I wanted to talk about 
um, on this podcast today is um, how good do we think the Chicago Bulls will be this year? I mean, we had like some years where we were really horrible. Ever since 2015, we went to that playoff series against LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers. We haven't been the same. Uh, Tom Thibodeau was fired. And, you know, you all know the rest. Jimmy Butler was subsequently pushed out of here after we tried to Wade, uh, Wade, Jimmy Butler, and Rondo experiment and didn't work out. Uh, it was a division in the locker room. The younger players on Rondo's side and, you know, the older vets on Jimmy Butler's side, the locker room was divided. So ever since that, we haven't been, you know, back. But now with Billy Donovan and now with the the setup that we have and now with management obviously on the same page as far as wanting to win and make changes, what lies ahead for the Chicago Bulls? Well, I don't really know. I can't answer that question. But I would think Connor Sovis has something in store for us because, you know, looking at Denver, you can't help but to see what they become. And we know that Carnosova has built that, that dinosaur over there that, you know, got all the way to the Western Conference Finals. So will that happen for the Bulls? Well, one thing I know that should happen, that, that needs to happen, if we are going to end up to be the, the, the next Denver Nuggets, and I hate to say the next any team because I feel like we should have our own identity. But, you know, they are the team that Carnesova has built and what we're trying to repeat after as far as success. The Bulls got to get these guys some roles. And I really mean that. I mean, I don't think these, these players that we have really have a role. And I spoke about this on the podcast before. They don't have a role. They're just out there playing basketball. And you have to have something that you're running. And you have to know what your strengths are when you're out there in a game going to battle. I'm going up against a team. They shut down like Zach Levine, my biggest weapon. What's my next option? What players can I run to get this team to play the way I want them to play? To push me into a scheme that I want them to push me into? The Bulls gotta gotta figure that out, and they gotta figure out who they want to put at point guard, and they have to decide if Kobe White's gonna play point guard. How is Kobe White gonna make the rest of the team better because he's a shooter? You see, there's a lot of things on this team that is still lacking, and it's gonna be a miracle for Connor Sovers to get this team to where it should be, because there's a lot of things that's lacking with these guys, and um, you're a scorer, you're a scorer. Um, I don't feel like I said in, in past podcasts. I don't think Kobe White shows. Get, I don't get that impression from Kobe White that he's a, a assist guy. I don't. I don't look at him making other people better as far as like passing the ball. I look at him as a scorer, a sharp shooter that can hit shots from anywhere, um, a player that can explode at any moment. That's what I look. That's what I think about when I look at Kobe White. Um, marketing. We've been, I've been seeing a couple videos on him in the workouts on Bullseye Group. 
Um, I think Markkinen is going. He's going to be ready, man. Um, but we've seen this from him last year where he was in really good shape, and then he had that abdominal injury. So what I want to see from Markkinen is not just the three-point shots, not just being reserved and restricted to just the perimeter. I want to see some boxing out. I want to see him banging down low. I want to see him knocking guys out the way. I want to see him commanding the paint. Will we see that? That's what also has to happen if we're going to be a different team. You think about the Joker. Markkinen is, is our Joker. And the Joker was one of the biggest reasons why the, the Denver Nuggets upset the Clippers. So we need our guy in the paint. We need our guy that can also shoot it. We need our diverse big man. And that's Laurie Markkinen. Now, Wendell Carter Jr., He's a toss-up. I don't know what we're going to get from him. I don't know if we're going to get anything from him at all. Um, but if we are, it'll be a bonus. Yeah, the Bulls got some good pieces, man. It's all about style and, and how you play. You know, uh, When you ask anybody questions about us, they're not going to give you any positive things this, about us because we haven't given anything positive about us to the public so nobody's not going to say anything good about us we're the ones that gotta define ourselves we're the one that gotta put guys in certain roles talent is just talent unless you add schemes to it we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back it's time for the final word i'm gonna wrap this up Bulls fans we're gonna be right back after this How do you feel about the Bulls? How would you like to be on our show, Talking Bulls, and give your thoughts on the team? Send us your emails at talkingbulls82 at gmail.com. Send us your requests. We'd be glad to hear from you. What's up out there, Bulls fans? We're a new show, and we're always looking to grow. How would you like to be a part of our show? Send us your comments through Twitter, at TalkingBulls82, or you can post your comments to this show, to the messenger of this show, and you can follow us at Spotify. We'd be glad to hear your thoughts. Time for the final word. Find a word, Bulls fans. So here we are, two goats. One defined by stats, the other defined by accomplishments. LeBron James was the stat guy. He was the guy that accumulated assists, rebounds, and points throughout his career. Which are good numbers, by the way. Highest in the game. But stats don't show up at the end of a game to win you a game in the fourth quarter. That would be the accomplishments. That would be the closer. That would be the killer, Michael Jordan, who did it quite well, by the way. Like in his 1998 NBA Finals game in Game 6 where he hit the last shot on Brian Russell. What a thing of beauty. LeBron James has had his fair share of game winners throughout his career. But in crunch time in the Finals when it really mattered, 
LeBron relied on stats. He relied on other stars to win him his championships. He relied on other stars to make the big plays. But this is not what a GOAT is defined by. So in the end, LeBron leads MJ in stats. But in the end, stats don't win you the game. Closers do. Winners do. And that's what Michael Jordan was. That's my show, Bros fans. Thanks for dropping in for this special installment of Talking Bros. Follow me on Twitter at TalkingBros82. Shoot us your emails at TalkingBros82 at gmail.com. We'd be glad to answer any questions that you might have. We even want to have some people on the show. I'm still looking for a new co-host. Anybody that would be interested in that, just shoot us an email at TalkingBros82 at gmail.com. It was an awesome show. Um, I really enjoyed talking about this, you know, especially on the air. I didn't get a chance to cover it in its entirety. Hopefully, uh, you know, covered enough bases, you know, with this debate. It's a debate that will never end. But thanks for joining me. Um, see you on the next show. Go Bulls.